You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. We're back to three windows. This is John from John Tweet Sports. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic today, guys. Love Happy hearing Tuesday. that. Happy Tuesday. Hey, we'll let you all know that today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. The best sound ever is Sonos. <laughs> that's, is that, let me, is that, that their official slogan? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you again. Let me, let me if try. not, it should be. It should Sonos. be. So, Sonos. The best speaker there is. Still don't think it worked. I still don't well, think. I'm trying. I still trying. don't think she's buying keep, it. I'm, uh, all right, guys, we're fans of Georgia. If you haven't figured that out by now, that's what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lockdown Bulldogs here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and uh, maybe your team's Georgia. Maybe your team's Alabama. Um, your team's definitely not Ohio State. Your team's probably not Florida. You're busy trying to convince yourself that Billy Napier is a real hire. Uh, your team is definitely not Oklahoma. That's no, not a team that you cheer for because they are burning down. They are burning down. Whoever is purchasing the X household of Lincoln Riley, peas and peas. Lincoln Riley has Lincoln Riley has Trojan horsed the Oklahoma <laughs> program. Knocked it there's, out of the park. There's a double entendre there. I'll let you figure it out. Mm. Uh, well. We're Georgia fans, and that the podcast is for fans by fans. And today, as the title has probably given away, we are going to be talking about the Alabama offense and the Georgia offense. Georgia and Alabama play on Saturday, fellas. Don't know if you know that. Uh, SEC championship game. It's a big deal. Some people have heard of it. And uh, Georgia's defense, obviously, is the talk of college football. We're not going to be talking about the Georgia defense today. In fact, I forbid you from mentioning the Georgia defense or using them in order to validate one of your points today. I'm, a, I'm awake us. and talking, so there's no chance I won't be able to do we're, we're gonna keep this. We're going to keep this an apples-to-apples apples comparison. We're only going to talk about the Georgia offense, and we're going to talk about the Alabama offense. There are some common opponents that we can maybe reference. Yes. There are some similarities. There's some differences. We're going to get into all of that comparing and contrasting. First of all, thank you. For watching on YouTube, for listening on audio, subscribe, leave us a rating, review, a comment, a thumbs up, whatever you feel like. We appreciate all of that. Thanks to all of you who commented in yesterday's video. We're sifting through a bunch of uh, comments, uh, and we're going to choose a winner, and we will let you know later in the week who that is. We'll send you a direct message on Twitter. Okay, fellas, Georgia's offense, Alabama's offense. Obviously, one of these groups, uh, the narrative – let me just – let's just start there. The narrative – is that one of these groups is a premium unit in all of college football, mm -hmm. is led by, by a Heisman Trophy candidate. Heisman, Heisman mm -hmm. Trophy favorite, mm -hmm. I would Should say. Get it. Who had his Heisman um, moment in a 24-22 to 22 come from behind win in four overtimes against unranked five and six, six and six, whatever they are. Auburn. He's not – now Heisman. Heisman. He, He's sounding like he's sarcastic because he's sarcastic, no. but he's repeating. Alabama fans, we're not seriously. We're not being mean. We're just no. objectively say that any of those things that he just said were wrong. That's that's what we're trying to say. Okay, the other one of these units 
is um, the weak link on its team. It's good enough to get by. It manages the game. It Mm. tries not to turn the ball over. And quite honestly, which is said on broadcast every time Georgia plays football, if it never showed up all season, Georgia would still win most of its games because it's basically that irrelevant to the unit, uh, to the team as a whole. So, fellas, um, I think it's safe to say that a lot of those national media narratives, as most national media narratives are, are ludicrous. But let's talk about why. Who wants to start? And talk to me about what you see when you look at this Alabama offense. I see the Florida John. Oh, man. Okay, so I I will start and try to break down two two things that I think – stand out to me when I see when I see this offense. Number one, Alabama is Alabama and they have skill players. Uh they have athletes at the skill positions, right? Like they they have good receivers. Yes. Brian Robinson, if if he's healthy for this game, is a very good running back. Very Bri- good. Bryce Young is a good quarterback. Yes. What, yes. What I have not seen, what stands out to me about this offense there has been, and Nick Saban, you can see it in his halftime interviews if you watch them when they grab him running off the field. There has been no consistency in this Alabama offense, no continuity on the offensive line. There has been no continuity between trying to be some semblance of a balanced offense. There have been games where they have been totally unable. LSU is the best example. Totally unable to run the football. Totally unable to run the football. And what stands out to me is if you look at the Alabama offenses of the past, and you can even skip over, let's just say you skip over 2020, right? Like, I mean, we could count 2020. That's what people want to hang on. But, you know, you had a Heisman uh, Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. You had, you know, Mac Jones, who's starting for the New England Patriots. You had a lot of good things going on. Even if you exclude that, you look at the the best Alabama offenses over the last few years, and they have been – very strong up front. Nick Saban has mm-hmm. said, hey, we, you win the game in the trenches. You win the game at the line of scrimmage. And they have been able to give the quarterback time to actually uh, do to work, right? So you go back to Georgia, the 2018 um, SEC championship game. Uh, when Georgia had success against Tua uh, Tungvaluwa, it was because they pressured the quarterback. And so Alabama has found ways to be consistent over the last few years. And the way that they beat you is – uh, winning up front, and this team just flat out does not do that. The right side of the offensive line is oh. terrible. I mean, I'll say that, yeah. and I don't, and I don't say that lightly. About, I mean, this is Alabama, guys. This is like <laughs> Nick Saban didn't show up. You know, he didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday and start building this program. He has built this program years recruiting. These are not guys that showed up yesterday starting on this offensive line. Um, and when I look at that, there has been no consistency on the offensive line, especially the right side of the offensive line. Um, and and what has happened is when that consistency, when that line breaks down, um, all bets are off. Bryce Young becomes a different quarterback. Uh, 
mm-hmm. their receivers. Uh, you know, there there are secondaries that have time to actually adjust and try to find a receiver that they would not have time to be able to do. And so what stands out to me, um, you know, that's the, that's the obvious place to start, uh, but it's more about the consistency. There are times when they have played good this year. There are times when you look at them and you're like, oh, that's an Alabama offense. That's an Alabama offensive line. I, I have not seen it two games in a row, and I've especially not seen it if you look at the last five, six games of the year. This offense has no identity. It just doesn't. And people can say Bryce yeah. Young, Heisman Trophy. They can say all these things. that You tell me the identity of the Alabama offense. You tell me what they do. You watch Auburn, you watch LSU, you watch Arkansas even, and you tell me the identity of this Alabama defense. I would love to hear it. Yeah, it's to your point, um, the strength of the unit is it's not Bryce Young. Bryce Young is good. Mm-hmm. But the strength of the unit is Mechie and Williams. Those are the That's the strength. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Robinson, you throw him in the mix as well. I think he is a very, very good – uh, back again if he's healthy for this game, um, which you hope he is if you're an Alabama fan or even really just any fan. So uh, let's transition over to the Georgia offense, Clint. Um, and, and, and I want to jump in and, and I want to ask about some specific aspects, including the quarterback position, but we probably better do that as we start segment two, I now realize, because good Lord, once we start talking about the quarterback position, Lord knows what's going to happen. Rail, meet us, and we're off. That's what's going to happen. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it in, championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control over all your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCEAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Also, want to let you know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy option, uh, especially if you are into college sports. It's the place that you can go to play daily fantasy, uh, but with college players they do mixed sport entries so you could do college uh football you could throw in a little nba a little college basketball whatever uh whatever works for you and the great thing about prize picks is uh it's you versus the numbers there's no there's no ringer coming in who's going to take all of your money it's fair it's balanced it's set up so that you can win they give you the over under the prop bet and you make the decision, you make the call, you set your lineup, and then you uh, win. You get paid. Prize Picks has an award-winning app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, or you can go to prizepicks.com. And right now, when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON, they're going to match your first deposit 
up to $100 for 100%. That's free money that you put in up to $100. They will match it 100% when you enter the promo code locked on. And then you use that to, to make uh, to make various uh, props, over-unders, interceptions thrown, touchdowns scored, yards gained, uh, turnovers, times that LeBron James gets into a fist fight. It's all there on the app, and you can make all of these wagers uh, on the Prize Picks app. Go there right now. Download the download the app from the App Store or the Google Play Store, and enter the promo code Locked On for a hundred percent match on your first deposit. All right, Clint. Yes. Let's talk about this Georgia offense, excluding Let's. the quarterback position. We'll save the quarterback position yeah. for a second, so all the commenters can just breathe for a second. Just breathe in, breathe out, let it go. Okay. Get it, just get your fingers ready. Uh, let's talk about the Georgia offense. What do you see from this unit uh, when you look at them? Uh, are they a liability, and why are they so good? Why are they so good is the question. Here's what's funny. As John was talking about the Alabama offense, this is kind of what you expect, Alabama being the cream of the crop and everybody trying to replicate what they've done. Now, one of the things that we didn't comment and where I want to start with this offense um, the once re or trying to be rehabilitated, rehoused Bill O'Brien is leading the charge for Alabama mm. offense. Um, he's bad at mm. play. Is that going well? Is that- he literally got fired because he couldn't find any players to score points in his previous post. And yes, it was mm-hmm. the NFL. And so he comes back. I want to start with, again, the person who I, I want his name associated with all these head coaching jobs because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Todd Munkin is staying at office. I think he's got the sweetest gig in the world. I think he gets to cook his own little lab and do his own little thing. And Kirby has decided, you know what, Todd, have fun. I'll be over here. Dan and I will be bunking up over here in this office, crafting all sorts of ludicrous things. We're in year like seven or six or whatever of the Kirby smart era. Mm -hmm. And he still says we when he talks about the defense and they, when he talks about the offense <laughs> of his team, yep, he's still Correct. the Georgia offensive coordinator job is the greatest job in the world because <laughs> Kirby autonomous. Listen, Kirby, maybe you could argue used to have his fingers all in the recipe. Okay. But he don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's wised up. Mm-hmm. He understands what is what, and he doesn't, he's way over on the other side of the building. And you just do whatever you want, to your point, Clint. So Todd Munkin, and here's, again, the weapons that he puts and the positions that we put in. Our offensive identity is this. And 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 this is going to sound ridiculous because we have RBU, which we have running backs galore. Zeus and Cook are showing out as the season goes, and I get that. But our offensive identity is this. Mismatches galore. That's that's our offense. Our offense is, oh, you're going you're gonna to walk out a middle linebacker on Brock Bowers? Sure, no problem. Stets just goes, I see you. We we got this. Oh, you're going to put a DB out there. No problem. We we can play this game. Todd Munkin puts you in a position, defensive coordinator, to lose and, and for him to win efficiency every single play. Mm-hmm. If you want to run the ball, that's fine. We got running backs. I can do it. We can gash you for 50. We can get five. We can get four. We can get mm-hmm. the hard yards. You want to do wide receiver screen game, quick passes, quick slants, outs, first down. We need seven yards. Where's Rosemary? He, he going to get that thing. Like mm-hmm. we have mismatches galore. The wide receivers, 
the best unit on the team and only getting better. Again, let me state that one more time. Okay. Our receivers are the best group of our team. And we're only getting better. What are you going to mention Brock Powers? When are you going to mention Brock Powers? That's that's what I mean. I'm including him him with receivers. That's what I mean. Like he is. So him, Jorge, like you just go down the list of pass catchers. How about this? Pass catchers. There we go. Perfect. I like it. I like it. Um, And that includes Kenny McIntosh out of the backfield, who, by the way, you just – he catches a ball out of the backfield. He gets send, 15. You think- send Kenny on a route and good things happen. Period. Listen, you, End you of think, sentence. Listen, you, you get excited about Kenny McIntosh out of the backfield. You wait till you see how many touches James Cook is going to get against Alabama on Saturday. Just wait. He just he wait. lining up on the side. Well, he'll be on the he'll they're be on the bench and he'll be on the bench in the fourth quarter, John. So why not? He'll be it'd be Dejan Edwards will get all the fourth quarter Munkin carries in the do, in, Munkin is going to do what he did to Tennessee. He's going to run James Cook out to the sideline, and he's going to say, "Please put Henry please. To a toe up. Please run him out here." Please, oh my gosh, I didn't. Okay, please run honest, him out here. Honest, okay. God, right we're now, not talking about the Alabama defense. We're not talking about the Alabama defense, fellas. You're not allowed to mention Henry Toa Toa's was, name. Okay, fine. There we go. All just, I'm going to say is I was talking this, about James Cook. Just please. That was the first time I mentally imaged that, and. It's special. It's hilarious. It's matchup hilarious. I'll tell you the good. thing about this. I'll tell you the thing about this Georgia offense to your point about the matchup problems, Clan. Here's where the matchup problems come in. Brock Bowers, who John is literally having an aneurysm waiting for you to mention. <laughs> just say his name. Down at the say bottom. The just say the man's name. <laughs> um, Brock Bowers, on consecutive plays, will line up in the exact same spot as Darnell Washington. Have you ever seen Darnell Washington? And Brock Bowers, mm. have you, those two men are both very talented, mm. but they are not the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are not the same. And yet, here they are standing in the same spot on the field, and Todd Munkin just says, who are you going to cover this guy with? Oh, you're going to cover him with that guy? Cool. Well, I'm just going to slide Darnell Washington in there. And Stetson Bennett's going to throw it anywhere between 7 and 20 feet in the air in that direction. And Darnell's just going to reach his big mitts up there and catch it. Or you're going to put this guy on Darnell Washington? Great. On the next play, it's just going to be the track star, Brock Bowers, the freaking burner, who's just going to obliterate this fool and run by him to the end zone. That's the matchup problems is because Georgia has so much versatility in their offense, they're not one-dimensional. They're not two-dimensional. They're not three-dimensional in their offense. Listen, and, and I don't say this to whatever. We said the best players on Alabama's offense. You want to throw Bryce Young in there, that's fine. Let's name the good, the great players on Alabama's offense. Mm-hmm. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. That's end of list. They, that's the end of the list. Mm-hmm. Now, we start naming... The potentially game-changing players on Georgia's offense, We're fellas. We're not stopping for a long time. We're going to have to extend the pod to another episode because <laughs> some things are some things are happening. Now, the yeah. one the one fault that again Georgia sees, we see it's clear as day. It's mm-hmm. it's glaring when you have to get a push time after time. That's not Zeus getting into a lather. I know we talk about the Kirby death march that happens in the fourth quarter with running the ball. But the offensive line has shown at times to not fire off the ball 
and get that initial push. That's the one area of weakness. And I don't actually think we've seen it at times, but I don't actually think it's a weakness. I think it's a perceived weakness because quite honestly, I think it's compared to the rest of the offense. It is the weakest part of the offense, but Mm -hmm. when like comparing wise, all Mm -hmm. things are not equal. It is something that we're not great at, but we're great at yep. so much that I don't think it really matters. Yeah, and and before we, you know, before we get into the quarterback, I just want to give a shout out to uh, to my guy Dog Stats, um, Dog underscore Stats on Twitter. He did the work of going back and looking. Georgia has had four shared opponents um, with hmm. Alabama. Let's talk about that. Let's talk and about that. Then he did the work to compare the offensive metrics only against those four common opponents. So they're Arkansas. He must have known what we were talking about on the podcast. Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, and Tennessee. Right? So when you look at those shared at those shared opponents, Alabama's offense is averaging 6.1 yards per play. Georgia's offense is averaging 6.3 yards per play. Success rate, Alabama's offense is 45% success rate. Georgia's offense is 51.4% success rate when you look at those common opponents i will also point out that needs to be said georgia beat those opponents by a lot by a wide margin so we're not talking about the defense so we won't bring that up but georgia on average beat those four opponents by 28 points if you total up the average per game alabama beat those common opponents if you total up the average per game by 9.8 points per game (laughs) And so when you look at the margin that the Georgia offense had on these guys, when you look at Georgia being up 24 to nothing on Arkansas or being up, you know, uh, 34 to, to 10 on Auburn, you look, that changes the dynamic of the game by a mm. wide margin. Mm. So, to, yep. so to look at it, to, so to look at those common opponents and say, wait a second, Georgia not only had a wider margin, over these guys, which happened early in most of those games, which changed the dynamic of what the offense continued to do throughout the game. Um, continue, you know, run the ball a little bit more, maybe, you know, not, not, not stretch the field as much, et cetera. They still have better metrics still than Alabama in those common opponents. And, um, you know, people can say, <laughs> please, please give me, you know, total offense as yards per game because that matters absolutely squat. I want to see yeah, the scoreboard. I want to see success rate. I want to see uh, margin of victory. Please share those with me and tell me. Please tell me that Alabama's offense is better. Please, I would love. This is they can't, John. They can't. Let me take it. Let me take you down to the comments, John, on the YouTube video. They're right below you, actually. The comments down there. Let me take you down there and just uh, let you let you peruse and see what's down there. Um, what it says no, is. Here's what it says is as an Alabama fan, and it says, here's Georgia fans grasping at straws trying to make it seem like with obscure statistics that their offense can compete with our offense. Mm. But see, the, the thing, Alabama fans, is, um, again, it's, it's not second and 26, and it's not yeah. 1980, okay. and um, Justin Fields isn't on the roster, and I don't. I don't know what else to tell you other than if you didn't like that segment from John, you're going to, you're not really going to like the next segment from me oh, because, no. and Georgia fans. Some of you aren't going to like the next segment from me because it's where I compare Stetson Bennett to Bryce Young, the Heisman trophy favorite. And 
real quick. The results may shock you. Just so you know, um, there is a number two rated quarterback in this game. We're going to talk about who that is after this. But first, you listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because you know who likes saving money? Families, guys. Families. Mm. And maybe the person who's at home handling the finances cares about taking care of money-saving things. Listen up, those people. You love to hear that. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Money because with Boost, you get the power um, of free 5G phones so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep you up on your favorite players and teams and locked on Bulldogs. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at speeds of 5G. With all that money you save, and all the edge you gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offering coverage not available everywhere or for all phones networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. I thought you did a great job on that one, Clint. I also Thank want you. to tell you about betonline.ag. It's your online sportsbook expert. Um, do you know who loves winning at bets? Families. That? That's right. Families. And so maybe you're at home you're taking care of the family and you want to generate a little income, a little income from home. You Passive go to income. Online. You know, passive streams of income. This is not really passive. You actually have to go on there and and, and, and click on the little things. BetOnline.ag is the place that Clint and I go to place all of our wagers. What's the wager we're looking to place this week, fellas? Is it it's Georgia plus Georgia or minus, minus whatever? What the whatever the number is, go give it, me that number. It is still only um, as of as of the recording of this podcast. It was the line was still only six and a half. Oh no! And if you think Georgia's not going to win this game by a touchdown or more. Um, I, uh, you've not been listening to the first two segments of this podcast. I don't know what to tell you. BetOnline.ag is the place to go to place that wager. So go there now, enter the promo code locked on, and you'll get a bonus on your initial deposit, uh, 50% bonus on your initial deposit. When you enter the promo code locked on that way you go, you place a, you make a deposit, you get free money, you use it to wager bet on NFL, uh, bowl games coming up. Bowl season is the most wonderful time of the year to bet on college football. And so you get, get your deposit and now bet online. Also, the NBA is in full swing. The NFL is in the home stretch and the NHL, if that's, if that's your thing, uh, golf season is coming. And so you can bet on all these things at betonline.ag. Your online sports book experts enter the promo code locked on for a 50% bonus on your initial deposit. Quarterbacks, you right. say, Daniel. Well, fellas, John, you mentioned the identity, the struggles on the offensive line that Alabama has had, which uh, they are mighty. The struggles are mighty. Alabama's inability to run the ball. When have we said that? I mean, just just think about the words that are being said. Alabama's inability to run the ball in big games. Can't remember. That's what we're dealing with here. Derrick Henry is rolling in his grave here in Nashville. Uh, And so... When you think about all of those things together, what you get is you get a young quarterback who is asked to throw the ball 
a lot. And when I say a lot, fellas, what I mean is 35 times a game, Bryce Young is hucking the ball down the field. Now, you compare that. You mentioned, John, the stats that you do not care about. <clears throat> yards per game, total yards, total touchdowns. These means are nothing. Means nothing. You know why it means nothing? Because you compare that to Stetson Bennett, who is throwing the ball 16 and a half times per game. That's 16 and a half compared to 35. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> Is if it, you Daniel, do Daniel, some math, yeah. I, I have a question before you get into this. Sure. Go is ahead. Is he Go only ahead. throwing the ball 16 and a half times per game because Todd Munkin and Kirby is, Smart do not trust him to throw the ball more? Mm, I would love to clear that up mm. while we're talking about quarterbacks. If you have a now, moment. listen, Alabama fans, I don't know how much, I don't know where you stand on this issue because it's important. <laughs> it's an important one. But on this podcast, we are of the understanding. That Gary Danielson is an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so now I know that's that might not sound great to you because Gary Danielson says a lot of favorable things about you, but he is an idiot, objectively speaking. So if you're Gary Danielson, yes, Stetson Bennett only throws the ball 16 times a game because he's literally only capable of making this motion 16 Shortly. times Shortly. and then. His arm falls off is what Brad Nessler would have you believe. Um, no, it's not because Kirby doesn't trust. I mean, see the Tennessee game again Thank if you. you would like some validation on that. Thank you. You did some math, Daniel. Bryce Young throws the ball 35 times a game. Stetson Bennett throws it 16 and a half times a game. Okay. Bryce Young throws the ball for an average of nine nine point something yards per attempt. Stetson okay. Bennett throws the ball for an average of 10.8 yards per attempt. Now, if you take that 10.8 yards per attempt hmm. and you increase Stetson Bennett's number of attempts to, to 35 attempts per game you to match, my, to match Bryce Young and you take that yards per attempt, then you end up increasing Stetson Bennett's yards per game by nearly 200 yards per game, 198.5 yards per game, which oh. brings him to a total of 379 yards per game, fellas. So if you like yards per game, 379. Now, Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy favorite, Bryce mm -hmm. Young, mm -hmm. does throw it 35 times a game. Mm -hmm. Yes, he And does. he throws it 35 times a game to the tune of 325 mm. yards per game. His QBR is 86.8, and Stetson Bennett's QBR is 88.8, which is higher than the, than the Heisman Trophy favorite Bryce Young. Now, there is a population of Georgia fans who don't even believe that Stetson Bennett is worthy of a jersey, apparently. If you read the comments of some of these videos, which, by the way, if, if you're in this video, you're worse than the Alabama fan. If that's your, t so just, you can excuse yourself. You can let yourself out. That's fine. Yeah. Now, Stetson Bennett is certainly not the flashiest quarterback in the world, but he's thrown five interceptions on the year. Mm -hmm. uh, Bryce Young's thrown four interceptions on the year, albeit a significantly higher number of passes. So Bryce mm -hmm. Young's interception rate much lower than Stetson Bennett's. Yep. But Stetson Bennett, more efficient, higher completion percentage, more yards per attempt, and moves the ball down the field, scores more points, wins games by a higher margin. 
I don't know what else is a quarterback supposed to do, fellas. He also so so you do using your math that 379 yards a game uh, extrapolated out would would lead the SEC. By the way, Will Rogers is the only one throwing for more yards per game than Bryce Young, and he's at 370. So 379 would lead the SEC. There's also a, a metric called passer rating. We don't have to get into the, the the difference between QBR and passer rating, but Stetson Bennett's passer rating is 188.5. Bryce Young's is 176.9. When you look at 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 these at these metrics, it is it's very easy to say Stetson Bennett is not as good of a quarterback. But if you know football, if you mm. look at it and you understand the game, you know that there are two things that go into a quarterback being a quarterback. Number one, what is the offensive scheme that you're running and what, what are you being asked to do? And number two, what decisions are you making when things mm-hmm. go wrong? And I will, I will say this, and I will, we, we, I will have to die on this hill another time because we're running out of time for this podcast episode. But Stetson Bennett makes better decisions under pressure, and better decisions when he is facing a defensive front that is coming after him than Bryce Young. I will just say it. Uh, I think that yeah. has, has to do yeah. with, that has to do with a number of no things, shame, John. But, but Stetson Bennett makes better decisions. And number two, his stats are reflective of what he is asked to do. So and, again, this and if Stetson Bennett, thing. yeah, yeah. If he's asked, asked to do more, could he do it? Absolutely. I have no at this point. I have no reason to doubt that he. Why cannot would do you ever? Whatever. Why would he not be able to? Yeah. So let's yeah. just say yeah. Alabama, your yeah. your high powered generational offense that's rated lower than Georgia's offense in literally every category. Every category. Let's just say yeah. that your high-powered offense mm-hmm. just eats us alive. I know I'm not allowed to mention Georgia's defense, sure. Sure, but sure. just eats us alive. Scores yeah. th- scores 38 on us. Yeah. Just lays the hammer down, okay? Yep. You're te- Stetson Bennett ain't coming out here throwing the ball 16.8 times per game. Do you remember Brock? Like, do you remember the weapons on the team? Do you remember the strength of the Georgia offense? Listen, he could do it, y'all. He could, he could get it. those guys the ball. The yeah. offense that so Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, and Arkansas, the four games, mm-hmm. Alabama. I'm using this as a litmus test. Bryce Young, the fewest attempts he threw in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yep, y'all remember Tennessee's defense? You, you remember how that game was, was? close? That game was close going into the fourth quarter, guys. That game, the Alabama-Tennessee game, was, was. close Alabama, going into Alabama the fourth scored, quarter. Alabama scored twenty-eight points in the fourth quarter against okay. Tennessee, or that game is a much different game. Arkansas, Arkansas, hmm. Auburn, who we just saw, and LSU. Now LSU's got hmm. some weird. That's some. I just don't. Even, but yeah. the lowest pass attempts Bryce Young hmm. made. In all four of those games, mm-hmm. anybody want to venture a guess? The lowest pass attempts he threw for mm-hmm. in those four games. Venture guess? 40? 37. Mm. Every other 40, 43, 52, and 37. Those are the mm-hmm. lowest that he threw because he has to, mm-hmm. because the team and the situation requires it. Mm-hmm. 
Sesson Bennett is putting a dip in come fourth quarter, y'all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, listen, Absolutely. he's over there just shooting the breeze with everyone but Dejan Edwards, who is running the ball down people's throats. Like, he just, I mean, they're just his, over there hanging out. Yeah. I, and I think that's important. It's important to note. It is very important to note when people compare quarterbacks that Sesson Bennett hasn't, has been in two games, two all season that Georgia has won by fewer than 24 points. Okay. And that was okay. that was Kentucky, who scored with three seconds left, or Georgia would have won that game. Uh, when he left the game, they points. were winning by more than 24 points. <laughs> but, and, and, and Clemson, which he did not even play a snap in. So you, so you look at these margins and you look at, at what Georgia is doing. And again, you know, you go back and you look at being up, you know, you tell me being up 27 to 10 versus Auburn or being up uh, 34 to 10 versus Tennessee or being up to, you know, 30, whatever it was, 27 to nothing in the third quarter versus Arkansas. You tell me that doesn't change the dynamic of what the quarterback is asked to do. Um, and, and, and that's, a, that's the, that's the difference. I mean, the difference is Stetson Bennett does what he's asked to do and Bryce Young gets out there and has to throw the ball in these games because Alabama's offensive line can't block worth the toot and and ends up and end up having to having to uh he's running for his life. I mean it just it just is what it is. And um and I think you know if the if the if if the UAB uh transfer defensive line was putting pressure on Bryce Young uh, <laughs> and the iron don't ball. Do it. Don't don't do tomorrow, it. Tomorrow, John. I, I, no, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not. This is not even about the defense. I'm saying if that was happening, that tells me a lot about Alabama's offense. It tells me honestly all I need to know about Alabama's offense. It really does. It really really does. Yeah. Look, the different. The thing is, Alabama needs Bryce Young. Yep. To be the best quarterback in college football. On Saturday, for them to be close against Georgia, and and statistically, he's not. Georgia doesn't even need Stetson Bennett to dress out <laughs> to beat Alabama on Saturday. That's okay. the difference okay. between these offenses. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like these just... are the okay. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the defenses. Alabama, I'm told, has a defense, and so we will mention it tomorrow on the pod. And um, we will compare – I'm sorry, I tried to say it. We will compare it to Georgia's defense tomorrow on the podcast. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, guys, it's almost Saturday. We're getting there. We pour, are, one out for, pour one out for my boy Toto when you start talking about linebackers, please. You said Toto on Cook, and I just I just lose it every we're, single time. We're going to get there to Saturday together. Congratulations to you all uh, for being Georgia fans, because I assume you're only Georgia fans left at this point in the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.